Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, uh, I have a fellow nice guy. He's a very nice guy. Uh, um, he uh, just uh, graduated from uh, Illinois State with a degree in music performance. And uh, he's currently doing some teaching and whatnot. Uh, but I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about, uh, about his music career, about his passions, and about the beard that he has grown that I, quite frankly, haven't seen you in such a long time, and it looks great. Thank so you. So good job, man. Thank you. Mason and Rydell, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, how was your day today? It was good. It was a nice, <clears throat> relaxing day. I did, did a bunch of stuff. Very nice. It was fun. Yeah. Good. Uh... A lot of stuff. Shout out stuff. Shout out. Stuff is good. Stuff is good. <laughs> well, cheers, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, too. Mm. Dude, this is, uh... That is pretty good. That's good. Yeah, can you believe this is the first time we've ever had a drink together? That is weird. That is weird yeah. to say out loud. Yeah, it really is. Like, because... Because we're both out of college. Right. We were friends basically all of high, of, yeah, high school. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's weird. Right, but, you know, we are friends kind of, like, through... Through mutual music. friends. Yeah. Through music, yeah. Yeah, because, um, you, uh, that's how we met, uh, we played, you played, uh, bass in the original Knockoffs, remember? Oh, geez, that was our name. Which, yeah, with our good friends, uh, Nick, who now goes by Julius. Julius. And Kyle. And, uh, and Zach. Zach, Zach Smith. Yep. Um, yeah. When's the original knockoffs uh, reunion tour happening? I don't know when the original knockoffs reunion tour is happening. Um, the Paige Douglas reunion. Page tour. I would Douglas. I would shout out to Paige Douglas. Shout out to Paige Douglas. Yeah. I'd love for that reunion to happen. <laughs> you know, what? I was just with him earlier. Actually, I was really? just, Yeah, I was with Julius because I was doing a podcast actually with one of his buddies, and um, awesome. yeah, he lives in Logan Square now. Yes. Taking music seriously, you yes. know, like more so than ever. But uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'm interviewing Mason tonight," and he was like, "Dude, tell him like we're getting the original knockoffs back yes. together." Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was. I mean, because you you texted me and we're like, "Hey, like, come do this with me," and the first thing I thought of was like. Fuck! I need to see Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, know, man. Oh man, because I mean, those are some of my best memories. Were like, so like the original knockoffs, and that was like us like practicing at whoever's house, and then yeah, like we were going through personnel changes, and it eventually ended up just being me and Julius in right. his basement. Yeah, yeah. And then you were playing, what was it, like, uh, Bobby McGee's? We were playing the most <laughs> random places. Yeah. Like, it was just the, like, it would just be me and him, like, sitting, like, a lot of the, like, we would talk, we would talk about random stuff, but, like, a lot of the time it was just us, like, silently in his basement, just playing for, like, yeah, yeah, hours. Yeah. And we would play something, and then we'd be like, that sounds good, and we would, like, write it down or whatever, and then... 
we eventually found a drummer that we liked, and we were able to play like a few gigs for a little yeah. while before he ended up graduating. Isn't that Aaron Messersmith? Aaron Messersmith, fantastic! He's Shout a, out Aaron. He's a music teacher. He's like an element, uh, elementary or junior high music teacher in Connecticut. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Yeah. Out somewhere out east. I'm not sure exactly where, but right. he's he's doing great. But yeah, so he left, and then Julius left the year after that, and then it was just me, and I was kind of just like, man. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but, right. yeah, that was like, those, that that was like when I felt like my music career was like beginning. Like, yeah. Because I was just like, that's all I, like, I loved, like, I played water polo and all that stuff, and I loved spending time with those guys, and I loved playing that. Like, I still play. Mm-hmm. Um, you were playing earlier today. I was playing earlier today. Yeah, right. I'm in an 18, and I'm in an old man league mm. now. Uh, but nice. like those memories, like playing with him and like just jamming, like that's what started it. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, that was eight years ago. Was when that band started. When you guys met and started playing, and yep. it, it's so incredible that you know we'll, we're full circle. Yeah, and both you and him still do music, but you do it in mm-hmm. entirely we different do it in context. Different ways, yeah. yeah, like. You know, you play, like, you obviously graduated with a degree in it, and you still play, like, you know, because you did, I know you did marching band in high school, but... Dude, I, I remember, like, all of our friends would, like, adopt, like, words and, like, way, like, figures of speech, like, I taught my apartment at college. All, also, all musicians, <laughs> all, like, musician, music teachers. Yeah. Um... I taught them the difference between a cheech, a chach, yeah, and, and a chach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, t- I was like, be, and I tried to do it how he described it. Like, if you see a penny on the ground and you don't pick it up, I'm probably getting all of them wrong, but like, if you don't pick it up, you're a chach. If you see a penny on the ground and you do pick it up, you're a chooch. And if you like <laughs> see a penny, like heads something random then you're a chatch it was like <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. my god and people would say like yeah. you'd see someone in the hall be like what a chatch what a chatch dude a yeah if chatch. there was ever a dude like if there was ever somebody that like was just like if I was walking down the hall with Nick in high school and there was somebody like goofy that like wa- that we walked <laughs> past or somebody that's just like you know like whether they're a tool, or he was just they're out just of weird. Like, what dude, a goddamn dude, ch- that guy is such a chat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, no, there was this like. By the time we were done with high school, like our friend group had just such a vivid like vocabulary and jargon <laughs> yes. that I was like, that like literally, if anybody like. If we were out in public and talking to each other, like, anybody that didn't know us... They'd think think, it was a different language. Right. They'd think that we were, like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I remember, like, our first time, like, uh, visiting each other, like, in college, you know, we would just be talking in our way, (laughs) and just anyone from outside, like, that we would meet from, like, completely different, like, from school, like, they'd be, like... What, what the fuck does that saying? mean? What you know, you yeah. yeah. So eventually, you know, given that, like, I, you know, live uh, in another state, and as many of us have, you know, gone on with our own lives, you know, we do, we do tend to, you know, we sort of 
start losing that and just start like talking like normal people again because we don't see each other as much we obviously don't hang out as much but still like even today like when i saw nick i still found my, like i still yeah, like yeah. readapted into see, talking I feel that like, way i feel like if someone asked me like hey talk to me like you're talking to nick g i would be like I can try. Dude, it's like, so fake, though. Fake ass. So, dude, fake ass. Yeah. Oh, my God. It became... No, it... But if, yeah. I, if he were here in this room and started talking to me, it would just, like, fall dude, out of weak my ass. body. Weak yeah. ass. Yeah. Okay, also, Alex Queller. He was a big part of he that. He was too. also a big part of that. Shout yeah. out to Al C. Yeah. Dude, yeah. You were... Yeah, I just remember you just kind of, like, appeared because you I were the bassist. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and was the bassist, and I kind of just showed up one day, and everyone was like, yo, who is this? Because I, <laughs> yeah. I was a year younger than all you guys, and everyone was just kind of like, who is this guy? Yeah. And Nick, Nick was just like, this is my boy. That's that's it. That's, that's it. yeah, and and, and that was and that. that was it. And I mean, me and Nick, like those two years, like my sophomore and junior year, me and Nick were like inseparable. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I remember like uh, yeah, like because that those were like, I mean, that was like his dream. I, I like he wanted to play in a band so bad. Yeah. And he he really wanted to be with musicians that took their craft very seriously. Yeah. And like, you know, you were obviously a a, a classically trained musician like you know you were in you know like symphonic band and you were well like the thing about that is though i was classically trained but for the trombone right like right. For, the, for the brass well you could you could read music. i could read music yeah, yeah yeah when i got when i like got my first bass like for christmas or whatever it was um i took bass lessons for i don't know maybe like six months but then at that point, the guy that I had was also my trombone teacher. He was also my sister's piano teacher. Like, he just taught everything yeah, just because sure. he, like, knew how to read music or whatever. But, um, yeah. I reached a point where he was like, all right, I don't really play bass, so you're going to need to find a different teacher. Like, I can't teach you anymore. So, like, at that point, like, I never took bass lessons after that. And, like, yeah. th so that I was teaching myself. So that was actually, like, fun for me because it was like I'm still figuring this out mm -hmm. and like I'm not in a I'm not in a environment where I'm like being told what to do or like being told this is the right or wrong way to do it like yeah. I'm in this environment with this person I really care about where we're kind of just making up the rules as we go you know yeah so sure. it was no it was awesome oh, we, yeah, I dude. mean we were Learning it together, we were doing it together. It was you the played best. the Mama and Me's. We played Mama and Me. We played these random places. <laughs> yeah. Like man, the the turning point for us where we were like, we need to get a drummer. It was just me and him. We were playing at this place called Zante. Oh yeah, in, that in was Orland Park. Yeah, Zante. I Zante. forgot about that. It has a different I name. I drove there. past. I drove past the other day. It's got a different name now. Um, but we played there, and it was just the two of us, and we were trying to play covers of stuff that like definitely had drums, and we were trying to play all this shit, <laughs> and we just sounded like, and neither of us could like we're very good at singing, so like we weren't really singing yeah. like, and I broke it like I was playing, and I broke a string, and I had to like figure out how to play it on three strings, and we were driving home with Charlie Vandenberg, and we were just like we were looking at each other, we were like we need to find a drummer. We need a drummer. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's how we found Aaron. But that was, yeah. that was like that was our our pivot point. Yeah, yeah. we were like we need we need a third person. Paige Douglas, Paige man. Douglas. And then you and I like we got a little closer because we did snowball together. We did snowball, yeah. That was. Um, did you uh, ever do like support stuff or like after graduating? Well, so that's a loaded question uh, because I was always too busy. I couldn't do support staff because I did marching band all through college too, and I did this other thing. I did this thing called drum corps, which mm-hmm. is like professional marching band, like over the whole summer, and then there's yeah. like weekend camps throughout the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I was always too busy, but I always had like one day that I was free, so I would drive home that day before Thanksgiving or whatever it was, and um, I would go. Just to see people, you'd visit. I'd visit. You'd visit, yeah. But I was like, "Hey, I'm here. Can I help?" So I ended up doing night duty. So I would basically just do bed checks every night. Oh, word. Okay. So I'd go and excuse me, and uh, I'd stay there pretty much until like three, four in the morning. And while everyone else was asleep, I would go and check all the rooms, make sure everyone was asleep and stuff. And this year, since I'm, like, home, this is my first year, like, actually back. I didn't have anything. So the whole weekend I did that where I was basically just, um, like, night operations. So, like, while everyone else was doing it. It was actually really nice. The last day, one of the overall adults, Lori Mall, came up to me and was, like, it's really, like, makes me feel good that I can like go to sleep because I know that you're up and if anything happens you'll handle it and that was why I was how do you stay up how did you stay up you drink some monster or something no I have maybe it's a maybe it's a gigging musician thing I have this strange ability where I can just as long as I'm doing stuff I can just stay up damn I wish bro I dude I can't even tell you how many times like I'll accept my mind to, like, get something done before bed. Like, I'll be editing a podcast or something. But then I'll end up, like, literally nodding off, like, right. midway through editing. I'm falling asleep. Yeah. I And I, like, have to either have to, like, power through it yeah. and finish it. Or if it's too long and just isn't going to get done, right. like, go to sleep and finish it in the morning. But I, yeah, I just, I get... I get out cold, so yeah. that is a really uh, I don't know what it powerful is. skill, man. Because like I mean, I do like so like that job. I'm be- I'm walking around in the woods pretty much, just like mm-hmm. going to all these cabins. Yeah. So I like walking. Around. I like taking walks and stuff. And Hell yeah! I, I mean, I don't know. It's like fi- I'm doing stuff physical, but I'm also like I kind of have this mental state where I'm like I have to make sure people are safe. And like my sister, my sister is still in high school, so she's there, and I'm like. Gotta make sure everyone's okay. So I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, well, even <laughs> there was a couple times. So at school, so okay, this is several things. All sure, sure, go ahead. Yeah. So technically, I don't have a music performance degree. Technically, so that's a bachelor, bachelor of music. Technically, I, I have a bachelor of science and just general music. Okay. Because yeah. there's this class, music history, from. Um, early music through like 1750 or something like that and I was terrible at that class Mm -hmm. I failed it the first time and the second time I got a D so since I got a D I wasn't able to get the Bachelor of Music but they let me get the Bachelor of Science but with my degree people don't care 
if I have a music performance degree. Well, that's good. Because if I go to an audition, they're not going to say, oh, you only have a Bachelor of Science, so you don't get the job. They're going to say... <laughs> You're not what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you don't have the credentials that we're looking for. If I can't play my instrument, like if I show up and I play like garbage, they're like, all right. <laughs> if I play like garbage and I'm like, oh, I have a music performance degree, they're like, oh, you're in. Like, that's not how it goes. If I play beautifully and I'm like, yeah, I'm a homeless and I have uh, two teeth and I have a high school diploma, they're like, cool, you have the job, you sound good. Right. Like, that's all for Dude, like, my line of work. That's awesome, Mason, because, like, honestly, like... Cause fuck that, bro. Like, dude, I'm like honestly though, like if you can do the fucking job, you right. deserve the job. Exactly. You know, like exactly. you, you know. Well, and that's yeah, that's something right. with like the like today's society. It's crazy. Like, dude, I graduated. That's a, yeah, I graduated with like a two point nine, three point ish GPA. It, uh, like, you know, I've, I've never been that good of a student. You know, I like have, like. It's not that I have, I don't have, like, ADHD or anything, but mm -hmm. I have a, a lot of anxiety. Right. So, like, that has always made it really difficult for me to learn yeah. in, like, yeah. a traditional, like, lecture hall setting. And so, you know, I got, like, you know, there's some classes that genuinely interested me and I would do well in them. But by senior year, I checked out so bad. Like, I got, like, five C's my senior year. I... You know, if there were any topics that, like, were required by, like, my m major minor that just I wasn't even really that, like, you know, I didn't embellish myself in the material. If something just doesn't interest me, I yeah. will not take the time to learn it. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, like, it's just, I, I exert my effort in what I care about. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if I, for example, I had to take zoology at one point. Right. Dude, I fucking hated that shit, bro. Like, zoology was... It, I thought it was going to be a lot simpler than it was, but no, you have to learn undersea worms and their anatomies, and you have to learn, like, you know, how to, you have to, you're, you yeah. know, you're dissecting fucking frogs, and, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really complicated, like, you know, beyond just, like, what you think is, oh, you're, you know, you're basically, like, you know, matching animals with the right family or whatever like it's yeah. a lot it was a lot more complicated than that and i just i didn't you know i passed yeah. i passed it i got like a c I, I was i i have a hard time and i always have forcing myself to like you know get down the material so in high school that was a huge problem for yeah me. like so um i took honors physics in high school that was a mistake. Do you have Mr. Svozel? No, I did okay. not have okay. Coach Svozel. Because I, I were you in the were you in the photograph? Were you in the photograph? No. Do you no. remember that photograph? No, oh I was no. I I had Mr. McCarthy. Okay, okay. And you know I, like, dude, I got a D every single yep. quarter. In honors physics, like, I was fucking garbage at that shit. It was really hard. Like. But I also didn't study. I didn't even exert effort to make a difference in my performance yeah. because I just didn't care. Me neither. I just, you know, I, I took the class to pass it, yeah. and I think, honestly, the fact that I had a lot of friends in that class is the reason I even stuck in honors in the, in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, you know, I didn't do well in any math class I took, really, in high school either. Like Same here. You know, 
I'm a more concept oriented learner yeah. rather than I mean it's got to be it's got to be stuff that you like yeah you know and I I got I actually got tested my senior this past year for ADD because I was like this is becoming a serious issue because I I've had anxiety like since I was little since yeah. I was really young um, but so this year I was like I need to get checked out for ADD and like everything the it was some like psych uh, doctoral student that like did the tests and stuff for me, and he was like, "We can't diagnose you, but this is the stuff pointing towards it. it's extremely likely." Um, so they gave me some medication actually, and I started taking it, and it was like, like really helping. Oh, awesome! Yeah. And like the first time I like took the medication and was trying the stuff, it was before finals, and my all my roommates came home. And I had two monitors. I was sitting on the futon, and I had two monitors. The TV was going. I was watching a movie. I had two monitors with all of my study guides and stuff. And then I had papers for, like, a portfolio <laughs> and some music class laid out across the entire entire living room. And one of my roommates came home and was like, what the hell is happening right now? And I was like, I took my ADD medication. Oh, I'm feeling yeah. fantastic. And they were like, oh my god, damn, dude. But it like it, it like it helped. Yeah. But oh, so yeah, like for sure. Yeah, like all these classes, like I was taking in college, like it just wasn't working. So this music history class, back to the yeah, this music history class. Uh, there's this huge paper that you have to write, and I had done all this stuff, but I just had to write the paper. So the first year that I took the class. The paper was due on a Thursday. That same week, the ja the big band, we had a tour. We were going up. To, we were coming up to the south suburbs, and uh, both days the call time was four thirty in the morning. Oh wow! So Wednesday, Thursday, four thirty in the morning, get loaded up, get on these vans, and drive up to the south suburbs, like two hour drive. Mm -hmm. And so. Tuesday, I wake up like 8 a.m. and I'm just go through my day, and then it gets to be like nighttime, and I'm like, okay, paper time. And so like I'm sitting in my apartment, like all my roommates are gone, and I'm just writing my paper like for hours. I'm just going. And one of my roommates comes home like really late. I had f I was watching Family Guy or something, and I was typing my paper, and he comes home. And I had maybe like half, half two thirds done, and I go, oh hey man, and I like stop and I go, what time is it? And he's like, it's two a.m. I was like, all right, perfect. He's like, I'm gonna take a shower. So he goes, and he like, he and I like when we were freshmen and sophomores, we would when we practiced our instruments, be like two a.m. when we practiced. Yeah, so we were yeah. always up late. But so he came in and uh, took a shower, and I was like, okay, I'll stop. Closed my laptop, watched another episode. He got out of the shower and went to bed. I took a shower, got my dress clothes on, and I laid in my bed, just like in my dress clothes. And I like took a 30 minute nap. And I woke up and I was like, okay, time to go. So I made coffee and I went to the music building. It was like four o'clock. Nice. And Damn. did that whole day. Whole day we got back at like seven. And I we got back. I was sleeping on the bus like as much as I could, but it wasn't that much. And then we got back. I like went and saw my girlfriend, and then I was like, "Okay, gotta finish the paper. It's due at midnight." So I went to the library, finished it at like eleven forty-five. It was due at eleven fifty. 
turned it in, got home, and I was going to be like, okay, I'll try to maybe sleep for a couple hours tonight. I got home, my entire apartment, everyone, like, one of my roommates was baking, two of them were, like, one, one of my roommates and his friend were cooking something, my other roommate was, like, watching a movie, so I was like, alright, guess I'm not going to bed tonight, so I <laughs> yeah. put all my stuff down, and I went to, like, McDonald's and got some food, and I came back, Damn. and I watched a movie, I think I had, like, probably, like, four or five shots of vodka, nice. and then I... Took a shower, took a nap, and then went and did the whole next day. Damn, dude. So I was up for like three days straight. So I don't know what it is. I don't know why I can do that, but it's... That's quite impressive, possibility. man. Damn, man. You are like really... Uh, <clears throat> you're a well-oiled well machine, man. That's one, <laughs> that's one way to say it. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. That's, that's incredible. I'm I, only able to stay awake. The The amount of work that gets done is... Uh, it varies. Yeah, for sure. Um, fair enough. I At that point, you become more susceptible to getting sus distracted yeah. more easily. At that point, I'm on autopilot. Yeah. You know? So, Mason, so... Um, so I guess I take it you've been playing trombone since what fifth grade? Uh, sixth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth okay, grade. Sure. Yeah. Why did you pick trombone? Um, I think it was because my band director said they needed trombone players. I wanted to play the trumpet. Oh yeah. Picked up the trumpet and I was like, I like this one. Nice. My band director was like, we need low brass players. How about this one? And she handed it to me and like did this slidey thingy and I was like, yeah, I'll do this one. <laughs> my parents were actually a little pissed at her for a while. We're friends now but they were like they were upset because i wanted to play the trumpet and they were like she made him pick the trombone and ended up working out i nice, mean it's yeah. my profession now you know that did i ever tell you i was in band uh i think so yeah oh yeah i was a clarinet clarinet oh, and a saxophone and jazz band but i quit after eighth grade nice um my parents were band geeks cool. that's how they met <laughs> my mom was a saxophone player Dad was a tr dad is also trombone. Mm -hmm. Dad actually just uh, it's actually sitting yeah, right, I there. See it right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad is in the it's like a it's like a community band in like it's concentrated in like Mokina Orland Park That's area. Awesome, yeah, uh, and he, he picked up the trombone again, and we actually my mom and I went to his uh, holiday recital. Yeah, uh, about a month ago. At How was Brook that? Brookfield Zoo. That's um, awesome. It was great. Uh, that was great. It was. I mean, I'm happy to see him. Like you know, because it was enjoying music. Obvi yeah, obviously that meant a lot yeah. to him, but. You know, my dad, uh, he, uh, yeah, like, he, he absolutely loves classical music, still does to this day, and I just remember, like, the hardest part for band, for me, and part of this could be just probably attributed to just me being lazy and angsty <laughs> and not, and just more concerned with fitting in. Right, right. But I hated practicing. Practicing was the worst part, bro. Um, I don't think I... Okay. So I teach... I, the youngest kid I have, I think he's like 10 or 11, and then I teach kids that are going to be going to college next year. None of them want to practice. And I have kids that are really good, and I have kids that are really bad. Not not really bad, but not like fantastic. Right, 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 yeah. whole range of students. Um, 
no one wants to practice. Mm -hmm. The kids that want, I have one girl, she plays the French horn, and she will stay up until 3 a.m. practicing. Damn. And that's a difficult instrument. It is a very difficult instrument, and she like she does like youth orchestras, and she's super talented. She studied like I like she studies from me, and then she has another private lesson teacher that she also studies from. So like she likes to practice, which is a total anomaly. I did not like to practice, and I'm now a music professional. Like yeah. I did not want to do that. I actually was telling my I went to visit my professor a few weeks ago, about mm, like a month and a half ago now. Um, and I was telling him, like, ever since I graduated and I'm, like, working at the schools now, I have never wanted to practice more than I do oh, now. wow. Like, so when I teach, like, a day, so I teach at Andrew High School out in Tinley Park, a typical day for me there, I go in at 8 and I'll teach either a lesson or a class, and then I have... 30 minutes off and then I'll teach another lesson or class and then I have my lunch break kind of extended and then another lesson or class and then I've got like three hours until my next thing and like in those three hours or in like some of the other pockets I'll just practice because like it's the only time I have to do it. So I'll like pick up my horn, I'll try new stuff, I'll like try to record some things, like I'll do a ton of different stuff, but like I want to practice all the time because I'm like I want to get better. I'm going to be auditioning for masters programs in the next couple of years like doing all this stuff and I really want to like make sure that I'm improving, but like even in college, like I wasn't like I was practicing because I had to, not because I wanted to. In high school, I can't even. There was one time where I was like, "I need to practice," because I was trying to pr prove somebody wrong and get get this audition. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like that was the the vengeance was what was driving me. But like it all through high school, like I never wanted to practice. Like I didn't want to do that. And so that's like that's not that like no one wants to practice. Yeah. Like um, I know literally one of my kids that's like I want to practice. Like that's it. Yeah. It's. <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's interesting you say that. Like I mean, I guess it depends on a lot with like what your goals are with uh oh, with, with playing an instrument, absolutely. like whether it's strictly temporary or whether you actually see like some sort of like longevity with your yeah, with like your career. Well, that's with the it. thing. Like a lot of these kids see this as a temporary thing. So they like they're like I'm I'm not gonna do this anymore. I don't need practice. But then there's kids that even if it is a temporary thing for them, like they might be competitive or they might just enjoy playing the instrument. Like as I'm sure you know, because you've met a lot of different people. Like people are all different. Like oh, yeah. things that drive them, the things that push them. Like these are like it's all different. So like some people. Like, when I practice, it's not because I'm like, ooh, I need to be better than this guy. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I hear someone and I'm like, I can do that. And I'll right, your, com your competitive my nature. My competitive yeah. nature comes out. And that's maybe why I'm... Jeez, Louise. Maybe that's why I'm doing, uh, like, this water polo stuff again. Because I want to oh, yeah. make sure I have an outlet for my competition. But The catharsis. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. But, like, most of the time when I'm practicing, it's because I want to be better than I was... 
30 minutes right, ago, you yeah. know, like I'm, and that's what I tell my kids. I'm like, you should practice because you want to be better than you were the last time you came in. Outdoing yourself rather yeah, than and outwardly. For a few of, for a few of them, I feel like it really works. Like they're, it's, they might not want to go into music, but there are kids that are like achieving some really, really great things. And I'm like, you don't have to be better than this person or this person. I want you to be better than you were a day ago. The last time you mm -hmm. picked up your, every time you pick up your horn, that you should be improving from the last time you did. That's real. That is super real. That's with, and that's the case of any creative. any any, not even any like creative outlet, but like I mean any any skill. Yeah, you know, like mm -hmm. if you're if it's something that you do, if you're for coding a living, computers, you yeah, know? if you're doing something for a living, or like if you're a carpenter to, and you're, yeah, you're you want to be build better, the proper, yeah, exactly, whatever you want to be better. Yeah. And I mean, there is an argument that can be made that all of this stuff is art. Like coding can, can definitely, oh yeah, those definitely video games. That's art. It is carpentry. That's art. Like all of these things, you can be like. Because you're making something out of nothing. Exactly. You can you can convince people. You could argue that every every single thing that happens is art. Oh, Construction totally. work is art. Uh, shoveling a driveway can be art. Like, oh yeah, dude. People people. Yeah. Some people take lawn mowing very very seriously. <laughs> I I believe it. You know, uh, <coughs> you know, like food is art. So oh, cooking, absolutely. Cooking is a beautiful all, art. Like form. all of these things that can be skill related. Like yeah. Absolutely. Man. I worked I worked right across the street from your house. Really? Um this place called W five golf. Oh weird. Um we answer phones for golf courses all across the country. Right in that complex? Right, right in that complex over there, oh, yeah. Oh wow. That's crazy. Um we an we answer phones for golf courses all over the all over the country. And I've answered phones for some very interesting people. And I was talking to my sister about this because she's starting to think about getting a job and stuff. Talking to those kinds of people can be a very useful skill. And some people could consider it an art to be mm -hmm. able to talk to a very, excuse me, disgruntled uh, man in... Uh, I don't know, Georgia, that <laughs> yeah. isn't getting the tea time that he wants, oh, yeah. and you have to calm him down and, like, try to figure that out, like... Right. You could call, like, a, a, a caddy for four years, like... Oh, absolutely. You know, like... like it's personal relations. Right. It's... I, yeah. I caddied over here in Olympia Fields, and, like, you know, it's like if you did a shit job, then you get the, the, you get the flat rate. But if you do... If you kiss ass, if you if impress you, somebody, right? Yeah. If you read greens, if you can like actually like you know make if the you can do it skillfully, easier, right? If you can do it skillfully, then, then you get more money. That is where the tips are, exactly. And I remember like I was like, why am I not, why am I not getting like the better tips? Like, why am I not getting like what like my my colleagues are getting like on these? Because a good a good caddy can improve your game. It sure can. And and my fourth year, which was you know the last year I did it, like that was when I really started confidently reading greens. And when I was right, when I when I read them correctly, <laughs> man, dude, like <laughs> your existence like, is reassured. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I literally. Well, like, mini fist pump. I'm like. 
Yeah. <laughs> and dude, and then then that's where the tip is, yeah. man. Like that's yeah. it's like you know that is an art form. It's a skill. You know, it's something that sports are an art form, man. Yeah. Like, and you you know you well, play water polo, yeah. so you know that. Well, and even like, I, I teach music. So when I when I play, so I play in this adult league, but then I also play. I'll play at HF like with the high school kids. Today it was the alumni versus the high school kids, but sure. like, so if I do something or if I see one of these high school kids do something, I'll tell like, hey, do it this way. I'll try to explain it to. I'll teach them how to do it a different way, like, and I teach music, which is an uh, literally an art. Um, but like, what I've kind of discovered this year because I didn't study education. A lot of my friends studied education, but they don't really have a degree or teach you how to teach. I mean, they do teach you how to teach this way, but they don't have a degree for individual teaching, personal teaching, Mm -hmm. which is what I do. Yeah. Um, and so when I'm sitting, what I love about just doing this, I'm going to be doing this for like this year and next year, um, is I get to really learn about myself and how I teach and I get to learn about my kid and like, I treat it. I'm, less of a teacher more of a mentor sure yeah because like it's a setting that they don't have with anybody else except for unless they have like maybe a math tutor or something but like it's a one-on-one situation like they could be a lot more comfortable um and i've found that like a lot of the art is not because i'll play with them they'll play for me me figuring out like i've got plenty of kids where i'm I know what the problem is and I'm trying to get the idea across, but it just won't like, like it doesn't compute. So like trying to problem solve and figure out how can I, how can I say it or do it or whatever to make them understand like Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is an art and like teachers shout out to teachers, like shout out to teachers a hundred percent. Cause that is an art form. They have, a one of the hardest highly jobs. overlooked job, yeah. one that is neglected by a lot of public funding. Um, I won't get into it too much, but that's a huge <laughs> issue in Milwaukee, actually. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, teachers are, you know, they can be brilliant, but it can become very difficult for them to, you know, like emotionally and practically connect with. A student, you know, like translating what they know to a la- into a language that not only like maybe particular students may understand if they're really like, really good at something, but yeah. all students, you know, even the ones that may not totally mesh with a teaching style right. or whatever, like right. that is really really inc- like difficult and puts a lot of pressure on the teacher. Yeah, it is. It's. I mean, yeah. So, so, like, this experience that I've had just for these past four months, but I'll continue to have for another year and a half, like, it's incredible. And it's, like, I love it. Because, I mean, my, my friends all made fun of me because I, like, very adamant when I got into college, I was, like, I am a performance major. I want to play my instrument. And, like, all my – I was friends with all education majors. My girlfriend's a, a music teacher, like – and they would always make fun of me because I would teach marching band with them or I would do stuff with them. And they, my 
one of my roommates was super adamant. He would he would always be like, dude, just switch over to music ed. Like, just do get the ed degree. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna play, which I do play, not nearly enough, but I've actually over the break I've gotten a couple offers for some awesome. gigs, so that's sweet. Great. But um, I'm like, nope, I'm gonna play. And then as soon as I'm done, <laughs> I go right into a teaching job, and I'm actually making some decent money. I've got like. 20 or 30 kids now like wow holy shit not 30 not 30 that's an over exaggeration <laughs> i got closer to 20 but that's but still a really yeah yeah i've got i've got a good i've got a good amount of kids and i'm really enjoying it and like my the guy that i mostly work for he uh is also an isu alum um but he knows a lot of people in the area and like we had this we just had this huge band and orchestra conference and there was i guess there was an isu alum dinner and I came to the conference the next day. I wasn't able to make it to the dinner. I came the next day and I saw one of the professors from ISU and I go, hey, what's up? And like, we, uh, like, we're just talking. How's everything going? Good. And he goes, Mark had literally nothing bad to say about you last night. And I was wow. like, that's great. Like he he talks me up to everybody that he's he's like hey this is Mason he's a really good teacher so my friends now are like really making fun of me because they're like you were so like you're gonna be a performer and now you're like actually a decent teacher and it's just it's funny because like I didn't foresee this happening but like I mean my end goal is I I do want to be a college teacher yeah. I want to be a professor sure because I just love teaching love teaching at that level I love. Because that's how my mind thinks. Like I think it, I think of things very complex, in a complex way. And so, like I, I love when I like my high school kids. When I say something that like maybe my professor would say to me, and it just like clicks with them. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Like it just it feels <laughs> yeah. so good. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So I really want to teach at that level, but I also love teaching my junior high kids because I have to like figure out how to tell a 10 year old to stop like wiggling around when he plays the trumpet and like do all like it's just everything about it is fantastic and I didn't at all see that this was what is was going to happen but it's happening and it's awesome we love to see it, man. Not, <laughs> dude, that's, that's just amazing, man. I'm, I'm happy that, you know, you have just totally indulged in what you love doing, like, not only for yourself, like, through your college career, but now you're relying, you're, you're helping other, you know, young folks, you know, like, feel that same thing. And well, and that was, that was why I went into it. That's you know? amazing, man. You're, you know, you're, like, like you said, teachers have... An incredibly overlooked, underappreciated role. That's the kind of stuff that helps, you know, people that may not have the best ability, like communicating certain things, certain feelings, um, you know, with words. But they do that with their music, mm -hmm. and or they do it with their art, whatever it is, and you know it becomes their safe space it becomes their their sanctuary it becomes just where the rest of the world closes off and it's just them and their instrument and what they can do with it mm -hmm. and that is such a fabulous thing man i'm so i'm happy i'm happy you're doing it dude thanks dude are you still playing bass at all not as much as i'd like to be but i've 
picked it up recently, trying to get back into it. I actually got a text from another friend of ours, Andrew Detterer. Shout out to Andrew Detterer. Shout out to Andrew Detterer. Well, so he's trying to he's trying to do the music thing now. He was like he's doing the rock climbing for a while. He was yeah he's he was trying to figure out what he's doing. But he texted me the other day. He was like, "Hey man, um, I know I've said this a million times, but I'm like this time I'm serious. I want to like get some of this music shit done." And so he sent me, like, three or four recordings that he made on his phone. One, like, complete thing. Um, and then a couple other just, like, sketches. But, like, yeah. they sounded really good. Hell yeah. And sounded very much like him. Kind of shit that he's into. And he was just like, I'm not sure what my role is going to be. If he wants me to play or if he wants me to just advise. But I gave him a time. I was like, these are my criticisms of this these are what's gonna work i think and he was like awesome 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 like he was taking everything in and um so i think he wants me to do some of the bass tracks on a couple of the songs so um i'm excited to do that hell yeah man yeah hell yeah good good shit dude yeah you the 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 brass and the strings yes (laughs) um When did you start? What, what made you want to start growing the beard, man? Gotta ask. <sighs> so fresh. I do year. remember. I okay. Before you start, I do remember seeing you briefly at Lollapalooza a couple of years ago. Yes. You were with Ian Fitzgerald. Yes, I forgot. About and I remember that. you had like not to like where it is now, but you had started growing one. Yes. So. Uh, freshman year. I still didn't have much. Still very patchy. And also, I went to ISU with Idan Rafalovitz. Shout out to Shout Idan. out to Iden. I, I Dan. I Dan. Uh, Idan, man. Like, his beard. <laughs> have you seen his facial hair? I haven't it's seen ridiculous. Him. I haven't seen him in like a year and a half. It's, he's like a chia pet. Like, oh my God. The, 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 how close his hair follicles are together oh. on his face is ridiculous. Yeah. So I would see him around campus, and I would just be like, 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 <laughs> yeah. Get all self conscious about what my beard looked like. Right. But so I was growing it out and like it started to look fine like a couple times. It would I would let it go so the first like month or two of school I'd let it go for a couple weeks and then I'd just shave it. And I was doing that for a while. And then there was one month that it was October that I just didn't shave. I forgot to shave. Uh so I shaved like I don't know, a day or two before uh, Halloween or something, I shaved and I had a brass quintet rehearsal with a couple of my close friends. And I go, we were rehearsing in the basement of the dorm room that we were living in, and I go down into the basement. I literally just shaved. Like, I shaved, grabbed my shit, and I went downstairs. And I come down, and the girl playing French horn, I sit down, and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, Mason shaved. Because, like, it hadn't been much, so I didn't think it was a big deal. But that month it, like, started to actually come in. And I didn't shave it for so long. And then I shaved it and everyone was like, whoa. Yeah. And then I'm, we're rehearsing. Like, we're fucking playing the music. Mm-hmm. And we stop. And I'm like, yeah, I really think, like, we should be thinking about this right here. It sounded that time like we were doing this, whatever. And... The girl playing French horn just like stops me and she goes, Mason, I can't take you seriously. You look like a fucking fetus. <laughs> and I was just, I just sat there and I was like, 
all right, never shaving again. <laughs> and I went, I went, fuck, like four or five months and just didn't touch it at mm-hmm. all. I just yeah. let it go. And it was gross. Like it was stringy because at the, at its longest, you could actually see where, um, it started to grow in fuller because yeah. like the extremity of it was like really loose. Like you could see like where there was patches, yeah. but then once you, so it was like this long at its longest. And then once you got to like right here, you could see that it was growing in thicker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, <laughs> I read. So one night me and my best friend, we were doing homework and it's this homework called, um, uh, it was, um, Aural skills, um, musicianship is what we called it. And pretty much we have to listen to something and we have to write down what we hear. Like write the literal notes, the rhythms, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. And so me and him were sitting in my room and we were listening to it and we were disagreeing about everything. Like we were fucking yelling at each other. Like we weren't like mad, but we were just like disagreeing yeah. about literally every little thing and we were just fucking yelling. And I just look at him and I go, I'm shaving my fucking beard and he goes wait what and I like we I didn't have trimmers because I hadn't needed them before yeah. I only had a razor so we grabbed scissors oh my god and just started like, oh hell no tri- <laughs> I, like we were standing in the mirror and we were just trimming it oh, fuck. and it ended up actually not looking bad and I like got to class every day the next day and everyone was like it doesn't look like it looks so different. Like it's not shaved off, so it looks fine, but it looks so different. But that that's how it started growing and then mm-hmm. after that like I I shave it off once a year. Oh yeah. Just to start over, but nice. I've had a beard ever since freshman year of college. Right. Well good good for you, man. Yeah. Setting your mind to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually have like I mean I started growing like facial hair a lot more, like <clears throat> you know, up to like the longest it would get is to, I guess, like, where it is now, right mm-hmm. here, up until a couple months ago. Uh, I actually started growing it out, like, you know, intentionally, yes. you know, yes. like... I love that. It started getting stringy and whatever. But then, like, the last, like, couple weeks, I'm like, it's getting too long. Like, it's just, I'm getting crumbs in my beard. <laughs> you know, like, I need to, like, I need to do something about it. So, um... <coughs> Actually, when I came home for the holiday uh, this past week, uh, I went to uh, Great Clips over in the Meyer yeah. that just oh, got yeah. built over here, yeah. and uh, they they fixed me up. They gave me a haircut, but they also trimmed my beard. That's excellent. It was a very good combo. Um, but yeah, beard life is great, man. It is. It's- I've had several people, even just today, not recognize who I that I've known for like yeah, years. It's real. Not recognize who I was because I had a beard. Yeah, yeah. If I hadn't like been contacting you like directly, I probably maybe not would have like uh, pinpointed it was you. I think when I saw you at Lollapalooza and you had a beard, I think I had to like double take a second yeah. too. Yeah. But I get that. Love it, man. Well, we're going to close out. So, um, as we close out, Mason, tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night? Yeah. Fuck, dude. I don't even know. Well, you can stay up for very long periods of time. I mean, yeah. I guess work keeps me up. When I'm staying up intentionally, work keeps me up. When I'm trying to sleep, I'm usually thinking about the next day. Mm, Just shit I have to do. What puts you to sleep, though? 
Mm. I don't know. Also thinking about the next day. Uh, yeah. Being excited. <laughs> yeah. Finally being at peace with it. You're like, yeah, like man. being done. I love laying, like, I think what puts me to sleep is just like, oh, fuck, I'm in my bed. Yeah, right, right, right. Knockout. Dude, I just got a weighted blanket for Christmas. It's oh, great, man. man. It's the truth, That's man. Fantastic. It's amazing. I'm going to sleep good in 2020. <laughs> thanks for being on the show, brother. Dude, thanks for it's having great me. great to see you, man. This is fun. Support teachers. If you play an instrument, play the fuck out of it. And uh, shout out to our uh, music performers and our teachers. And good luck to you, man. Thanks, dude. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.